Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Adventures Through D&D Land, a small podcast where you can learn more about role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons, whether that is learning how to become a better GM and player, or you just want to hear interesting stories of my various games in the past. Thank you for choosing my podcast, and let's dive into the land of D&D. Episode 1, Starting to Play. Before we jump into any of the content we'll be covering today, it'd probably be best if I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I'm so excited to finally start up this podcast I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now. I've always been a fan of nerdy things like D&D ever since I was young. The first thing that I really devoted myself to was Magic the Gathering, a tactical card game very popular amongst the world giving Pokemon a run for its money. Two years later, I found out about an RPG called Pathfinder, and I quickly began drafting up the fant fantasies that characters would be in the future. You know, beautiful, elegant women. But I would never play them. They're too stereotypical. I had joined my father's game, my father being a very experienced GM, and I quickly learned the rules. Then, a few months later, I dropped and started playing my own games as a GM and a player myself. I had begun to GM for a couple of friends who didn't really know how to play D&D, but heard a few podcasts, so they thought they knew how to play D&D. And I quickly regretted my decision as to learning that they didn't know any of the rules at all, and they didn't want to pay attention to the story. I quickly ended the sessions after a couple of sessions itself, and I almost gave up on D&D &D just because I thought my friends ruined it for me and no one would ever want to play D&D &D with me ever again. Then I found my way into online D&D &D websites and I started GMing for more experienced players. It was a lot easier because maybe if I didn't know a rule, these experienced players knew the rules for me. And I found it fun because I didn't constantly have to repeat myself as a GM, which, by the way, can get really exhausting. But how do you even play something like D&D? &D, something that's complex and very intricate with details. Where would you start? What kind of books should you read? These are all questions that we will be exploring today, and so much more. But first, let's get a tad bit of history before we dive right in. D&D was first published in 1974, written by two brilliant people named Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson. At first, it wasn't called Dungeons & Dragons. The general idea from the game evolved from a gaming system called Chainmail, a small rule system that was supposed to simulate medieval combat. Surprisingly enough, D&D failed to find a publisher, but when they tried for the second time, they stumbled upon TSR and only sold 1,150 copies. Through many lawsuits, debate of not continuing the game, and the struggle of unsuccessful income, the game turned into the most popular RPG in the world. Millions of people play the game today. Who wouldn't? It's such a beautiful game with unlimited freedom. But are you playing it? Or maybe you want to play it, but you don't know how. I'm here to make this a lot easier. 
So pull out your notepad because we're going to dive into the world of D&D. D&D isn't as complex as it seems. I would recommend buying or finding a PDF of the player's handbook and opening it up as I talk about it. It helps to follow along in the book. The whole reason D&D comes to life is because of your imagination. The Dungeon Master merely brings the story to you, and your imagination takes the wheel from there, so you must be a very creative person when playing this game. The more open-minded you are, the better the story will seem. Another thing that pushes the game forward is the luck of the dice. In order to play this game, you need a set of real dice. I would not go for virtual dice because they aren't as reliable, and they have a tendency to roll bad. Anyway, the whole game depends on the dice. If you want to jump across from one tree or another, you need dice. You want to persuade that salesman to bring down the price on that healing potion? You need dice. Or perhaps you want to hit a double with your broadsword. All of these actions rely on a little die called a d20. A die that has 20 different sides labeled with numbers 1 through 20. The d20 will decide if your character will fail or succeed. There are other dice that come along in a dice set called a d12, a d10, a d8, a d6, a d4, and a d100. These aren't used as much and instead are used for specific things like how much damage a spell or attack does. Anything that doesn't use a d20 will say it uses a different dice in its description. There are two numbers on the dice that will have you immediately win or immediately lose. Technically, there's no winning or losing in D&D, but you would automatically lose the check if you were to roll a 1. A 1, a GM would describe, is the worst outcome that could probably happen. If you roll a 1 on the dice, it doesn't matter what your skill check is or how many points you have into it, or how big the buff is, even if it exceeds the DC. You automatically fail. On the opposite end of that scale would be a 20, where you automatically save the throw. You won't even have to exceed the DC, you still automatically save it. This would be the best outcome, and you would always be really excited whenever you would roll a D20. While the dice do play a big role in the whole scheme of D&D, it all depends on your character's strengths and weaknesses. We'll dive into character creation next episode. But let's start talking about how you even get a game together. It's hard to commit to something when you sit down for a couple hours a week and play these fantasy characters, but it's easy to get players into it. Just give them the book and tell them the general psyche of the whole game itself. The hardest part will be finding a GM. You don't want anybody who is new to the system to start GMing for a bunch of new players, like your friends and you. You would want somebody who's at least played the game a couple times, or maybe even been a DM for one game. You would also wouldn't want a big group altogether with new players. DMing for eight to six players is hard. I would find at least two other friends in yourself, make yourself a small little three-person party, and get to know each other. It's a lot easier and a lot better, because you're in the spotlight more. Now that we've got your party together, you need to learn how to play.
get all your friends together and start a session zero, which is the easiest way for character creation and getting to know your character's backstories. The first book you would want to start with is the Player's Handbook, which gives you all the details of how to create characters, how the rules work, how dice and stats are adjusted within your specific class and needs of your character, and it specifies any questions you may have on how to play. If you're the GM, I would recommend picking up the Dungeon Master's Guide, which goes into detail of how combat works, how to create NPCs, and how to be a good GM for your players. I would also pick up a Monster's Manual book, which you can flip out random monsters and NPCs that you might need during the session. D&D has a lot of third-party content and a lot of homebrewed content. If you're new to the system, I would not recommend picking up any other books other than the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and maybe the Monster's Manual. It will be really confusing, and new rules are always in third-party content. So just stick to the basics. That's all for the first episode. If you want to hear more, stay tuned. Our next episode will be covering how to create a character, and we'll be breaking down the character sheet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Adventures Through D&D Land.